0: It is time for another Amateur's Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the second of a two-part mini-series of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs who aren't actually discussing fantasy. And uh, it's Mark here with Ryan and Rob here. And, and Ryan, just make without, a question without notice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we now have uh, a number of new interns uh, in our ranks uh, intern Austin, intern Dale. Wondering whether we should consider promoting intern Rob to just regular Rob.
2: <laughs> regular <laughs> Rob. What a nice drink to <laughs> Yeah, regular Rob, uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to consider when he when he keeps getting shown up by Maisie each week. Um, mm. You know, like I, I'd almost consider promoting Maisie above him. Yep. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's yeah. done some pretty hard work in the off season. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, although she she exercised some discipline last week. Regular Rob slash intern Rob, to, still to be decided. Maybe we'll judge your performance on this podcast and exclusively decide make a decision at the end. Um, but there was some complaints on social media that there was no Maisie appearance last time.
1: Really? She's behaving yeah. herself. Have you it's silenced pretty, her? It's pretty warm mm-hmm. here in um, New Zealand, and she's just tired. I think just just a bit yeah. shattered. So,
0: well, I can understand that feeling explicitly coming into the holiday period. Yeah, Uh, and (laughs) and guys, we're we're pretty tired because we're we're just exhausted uh, from you know uh, upgrading our website. Fantastic listeners, for those of you that are interested in fantasy, but uh, we're um, we're 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 only days away from the game opening, so we're here. But uh, guys, we're not here to talk about fantasy tonight. We're just here to talk about our regular season, regular football fantasy, uh, sorry, ladder finishing positions. So in our first part of our series, we went through the first seven teams that we thought were definitely not top eight contenders. Um, So ranking them from worst to best, Warriors, Knights, Titans, Dolphins, Dragons, mainly, and the Tigers. Uh, Guys, before we kick on to the teams that we haven't discussed yet, there's a couple of bits of information. Number one, I guess, uh, the the biggest piece of information is, at the surprise of absolutely nobody, Tom Trubojevic has injured his hamstring again. Um, (laughs) And, Ryan, you famously predicted in the podcast last time the wheels absolutely falling off manly, uh, and I think you had them... Uh, at coming fifteenth, where you know you, that was at the the surprise of a number of us, including uh, James, who has him all the way up in seventh. So, how are you feeling about your prediction so far?
2: Oh, a little bit more confident. Um, obviously, Turbo is going to be back in time for uh, round one, we assume. But um, yeah, just it's uh, it's just it's just a ticking clock with Turbo, isn't it? It just seems like he can't go a full season without missing at least you know a few games here or there. It's yeah, and uh, just constant hamstring injuries, just bring him down, don't they?
0: Yeah. I really uh, do not have a lot of optimism for Manly, and I, I kind of wish that I had put them lower in my rankings as well. So I think he might have been on to something. Um, but uh, regular Rob, the other one that I thought, you know, might be a bit of a mover here is the West Tigers. I, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I sort of want to push him up a little bit. Uh, how how are, you, are you feeling any more optimistic about the – the Tigers' hopes now that we've had a chance to have a think about what their team looks like.
1: We were pretty hot on them last time around. Um, so what's really changed since we discussed this last? Well, nothing's maybe,
0: changed, mate. Maybe have yeah, maybe having eleventh just... though. So yeah, you know. Do you think they're a chance of making the eight?
1: I think they're a chance. I think they're a chance to go. But I think it's much like, like the Manly or something. They're not. They don't. I don't think have the depth. To pull off a big run, um, so if if there is an injury or like a crisis of some description, yeah. uh,
2: they could but, come off. But it, I really like their forwards. I really do. They kind of they kind of feel like the bulldogs of last year. How like you know they've made a couple of good signings, but they kind of feel like they're still a year or two away from really making a push. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's a good point, Ryan. I, and I think yeah, well, obviously we we were famously not as high on the bulldogs as some other people last year, so. Uh, maybe you're onto something and maybe we just, you know, keep them in the 11th. And I mean, there's 10 teams above them that we're going to discuss today who by all rights deserve to be above them. So um, I guess we'll, we'll sort of kick through that and, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of see how we feel. So we, we, we might start top down today, boys. So our premiership hopeful, uh, you know, most likely number one seed is the, the Penrith Panthers. Um, although only two, Two of us actually have the Panthers down as their top team, Rob. You're one of them. So, mate, talk me through, you know, they lose Apikorosau, massive loss, um, but also um, Charlie Stane's huge loss, uh, we know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, also lose Viliomi Kikaua. They lose. Uh, I'm sure there's one or two other guys as well, but I mean they, you know, they basically replace those guys. But Appy's a big one. What, what's your, what are your thoughts about the Panthers this year?
1: I just, I think they're just an incredible team. They, they showed us last year how good they are, and I know Appy is a big loss, but all of these players showed at the Rugby League World Cup that they're properly good footballers, right? Crichton was amazing. Um, Fisher Harris was awesome for New Zealand. They've got just some of the best players in every position, I reckon. Um, Yo Martin were both incredible at the World Cup as well. Just another year, another year of winning. Um, Great coach, you might say. He's not a great coach, but I say he's a good coach. Um, I think they can make up for the losses with just good coaching and good leadership. Um, And, yeah, there's just really good forwards there to to teach people like Ghana who have never been in a good team before um, how to win.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess – and, I mean, you're right. I am um, not. I definitely don't agree about the good coach part. But the um, – I just find it really hard to root for the Panthers just because they're just a team of the absolutely most unlikable people on the planet.
2: Without a doubt. <laughs> Especially Luai.
0: Oh, mate. Don't,
2: you see his best, best man don't, speech don't, the
0: other day? Oh, do not get me started on <laughs> Jerome Luai, mate. But even that, just like – I mean, Jerome – like – like, Isaiah Yo, you'd let him look after your grandmother, but everyone else, just unlikable.
2: I don't know. Dylan Edwards is all right. He gets a pass. Oh,
0: yeah. Actually, you know what? I actually almost said, and Dylan Edwards, and then I stopped myself, but I'm glad that you glad <laughs> that you brought him up as well because he's all right. I mean, we will touch on Cleary more uh, for those that are interested for fantasy in the fantasy podcast, but we're intentionally not talking about fantasy so that we don't scare away our non-fantasy-interested listeners Trying to grow our supporter base here, guys, and, and, and grow the family. So, yeah, Panthers, number one. Um, the other thing is, obviously, they've got round three bye, but they've also got um, a top-half schedule, like in terms of easy strength of schedule to start the year. So um, I actually was listening to something the other day, which I thought was interesting. It's it's semi-related to fantasy, but not really. Um, Nathan Cleary, the one thing that Cleary doesn't have yet is a Dalian medal. And, Mm. you know, Appy going is just one less guy who's going to be pinching points. He's not suspended. He's not injured. Is this the year that Cleary just goes, you know what, I'm going to cement my, quote-unquote, legacy as the best player in the game and and chase a Dallier?
2: I certainly could be. Um, It's always a little bit harder for Origin players. Like the big advantage, like obviously Nico Hines won it last year because he played every game of the season, didn't get injured and didn't play Origin. So... Um, you know, like when you're taking a couple of games off to play Origin, go to Origin camp, and then, you know, have a rest, if you cop an injury or suspension, it's it's hard to make up those extra points, especially when you've yeah. got, like, you know, a guy like Nico Hines in a team where he's really the only one taking points. Um, Like, there's yeah. still a lot of good players in this Panthers team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do, I really, I actually have the Sharks as my number one team, but we'll circle around to them pretty soon. <laughs> do you see what I did there, circle around? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um, but. Th- The second team on our list here is the Sydney Roosters, who come second. Um, More or less the same team as last year, except uh, Takiyaho off to Super League, which seems just absolutely ridiculous given, you know, he'd be a a starting prop in more than 50% of the teams in the NRL. He's going over to get a pay packet after playing for minimum wage for the Roosters for the last 10 years. (laughs) <laughs> um, so they can, you know, oh, I mean, outside of the brown paper bags, but they also add Brandon Smith, uh, which is a huge upgrade on Sam Verrill. So I mean, Ryan, um, I know you, you sort of talked, but I gave Rob the Panthers first up on the last one. So mate, what's your thoughts here about the roosters? Because um, I'm pretty hot on them, to be honest
2: yeah me too like i've got them down as my minor premier in my latter prediction um i was obviously hot on them last year as well but i just i think um they've added some really good pieces you know especially brandon smith um you know coming at hooker like i think that's a piece they've really been missing um getting that good service at a dummy half like they've constantly had to rely on you know makeshift guys like hutchinson and kieran Um, you know, guys like that, like Marchke and, uh, you know, some guy, uh, Lussick, you know, guys that aren't even at the club anymore just because, you know, Verils has been in and out so much. Um, So I think one thing you can say about Brandon Smith is that he's been very reliable in terms of being available. So, I mean, just having that, like, they haven't really had a a consistent, um, you know, hooker that can provide that service since Jake Friend retired. So I I think that's a huge piece they've been missing.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, they're obviously going to be... Not using him for 80 minutes, you wouldn't think, because he's not really that mm. sort of player. But, I mean, Connor Watson's a serviceable hooker for 15 to 20 minutes a game. Um, but, I mean, the if I could pick one weak spot in this team, I almost want to say it's their middle forwards. Um, yeah. You know, Argent I mean, Lindsay Collins, Collins. Lindsay Collins didn't take the step last year after coming back from the ACL, uh my, my uh, pun again. But, I mean, he's one that, you know is a potential, you know, second-year ACL guy. Warrior Hargreaves is about 47 years old. Um, and Radley can put shots on, but as far as getting through work, he's he's not that guy. Um, Tupanua coming back from injury, and then it's basically, you know, unsigned Matt Lodge, which, you know, we think is just to do with third-party deals. And then Egan Butcher, Fletcher Baker, you know, these sorts of guys. Um, you know, Rob... Do you think if there were to pick a weakness in the Reese's side that would be it, the the middle forward depth?
1: Yeah, you've got to think so. It's it's pretty good across the board though, if that's your main issue. Um, but
0: mm.
1: we're talking about them getting minor premiere or second place, you know. I think I think it's not insurmountable. And you can sometimes pick up guys like in in the course of the season, um people that aren't unhappy on, in bottom eight teams. Um so yeah. Who knows how long Worry Hargreaves is going to stick around for, right? So.
0: Yeah, well, he's definitely. What is he? Legitimately, he's in his like. He's well into his thirties now, isn't he?
2: Yeah, I I'd, I'd assume so. Uh, Rob's got to be move up you there.
0: from intern status to regular status for twelve minutes, and you're already you know behind he's, on the. He's reasons. thirty-three.
2: He's thirty-three. Yes,
0: there you go. turning Good
2: thirty. Turning, you. turning thirty-four in January.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so he's going to be 34 when their first balls kick this year, which is, yep. you know, that's that's pretty old for a middle forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's certainly like they're really – if 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 Lindsey Collins or Matt Lodge, you know, went down again, they, or Radley, you know, they're in big trouble in their middle forward depth. That's probably the only weakness yep. I can sort of pick in their side. But, I mean, you know, all it would take is them signing a bloody – Aaron Woods or something like that just to sort of give it a little bit of extra something in there, you know, if need be, Um, you know, and he'd probably turn back into a superstar. Back to the old long head, Aaron Woods from the West Tigers. Um, Guys, third team on the list here is the Melbourne Storm, who are pretty different-looking squad this year compared to, say, like two to three years ago. Um, so just to sort of go through what we're thinking, it's going to be uh, Pappenhausen back at fullback with Coates and Meany on the wings, and and Rema Smith comes back after that peck injury that ruled him out last year with Olam in the centres. Halves pairings the same, but then the forward pack is is where it gets really weird because there's no Jesse Bromwich, no Kenny Bromwich, and no Felice Cafusi uh, on top of Fanukan, which is already left. So that's four of their starting six forwards for the you know and Cam Smith for, you know, forever that are, are not there anymore. So the only remaining guy that's sort of been around for a while is, is Welch and a and, Osofa and, uh, Solomona. Um, they bring in Tarek Sims, who's obviously a step behind pretty much every single one of those players. And we're now looking at a, a forward pack that's made up of, you know, some combination of Christian Welch, Josh King, Tarek Sims, Tui Kamikamitha and and Tom Eisenhuth or, or some sort of combination of those. I mean, Rob, as far as... Um, that pack goes it certainly can do the job um adding you know guys like ellie katoa as well from your warriors they just released the warriors have actually done a really great job of releasing the second isaiah papali after releasing the first one a couple of years ago you think they would have learned by now
1: incredible right it's, it's this career progression of um starting back rower bench middle reserve great Uh, future superstar, and it's it's exactly what happened with Papali'i, and it's I can see it happening again. Um, But, yeah, you're right. It is quite a different looking forward pack. It'd be quite nice to have Welch healthy for a season, though, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, mate. He is going to be healthy. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's so good. He just hasn't really had a chance, right? He just keeps getting hurt. Um, But it is very different. Um, But if there's someone that can turn them into superstars, it's Baliac.
0: Mm. I actually think this team's better.
1: And last year? This yeah. year, I mean, mm.
0: Jesse Bromwich is another in the Wairia Hargreaves early to mid-30s mold. Um, you know, Kenny Bromwich and Felice fusi while internationals and, and origin players certainly passed their peak. Um, you know, they've got Ellie Katoa, Osofa Solomona, Trent Liero, Jack Howarth, you know, they've got plenty of options there to, to fill that gap, Ryan. Melbourne Storm, do we think they can stay in the top four, in the in, stay in the flames for another few years?
2: Oh, look, they're, they're just one of those teams where you can't bet against them not uh, at least being somewhat in the hunt. So they've just constantly been in the hunt for, geez, nearly the last 20 years um, with Bellamy in charge. It's, yeah, it's it's almost that factor, you know, like you, you just don't bet against a Bellamy team at this stage. Um I'm starting to feel a little bit nervous. I had originally had them third, but I'm, I'm almost uh, starting to think I should be pushing them down a little bit, just in terms of some of the key pieces they've lost. Um, you know, I, like that machine just seems to always overcome it. But um, mm. yeah, it's just got me a little bit nervous, especially when Pappenhausen's constantly dealing with injuries. So yeah. yeah.
0: Well, did you, mate? Did you did you happen to see who had them the lowest out of everybody on our list? You did. I did. I got them in sixth.
2: Six i had him so, fifth. Remember my uh, a prediction last year? I had him come in fifth, and you all laughed at me.
0: Yeah, well, you know, mate, we've all known you're a prophet, mate. But, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, they they do start off with a pretty easy schedule as well. Um, I think it's a six best schedule, so um, they they should get a you know a nice easy run. It'll be interesting to see how that pack actually shapes up. I have absolutely no idea how they're going to run out round one. Um, all we can do is guess. At the moment, there's also some other names floating around. Someone, Jackie Chan, um, and a, a couple of others, sort of floating around. That, that there's some storm guys are really interested in. There's probably a, a group of like, you know, twelve guys where they've got to somehow come up with with nine names for the for the actual team. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Um, number four on the list here is the Cronulla Sharks, who I actually have as the number one team. One of the big reasons why I'm a fan of the Sharks is they came second last year um, and their team's going to be identical this year. Uh, so they're literally, you know, the same 17 blokes or one to 16 and then just or, they've added Oregon Kafusi as an upgrade on the bench. That's, that's, that's literally it. So, I mean, their quality side, they should have... You know, guys fit and firing again. Talakai was dealing with an injury last year. I don't know how much that affected him. But he's obviously back to full fitness now. McInnes is one more further year off the ACL. Um, they got, you know, Hamlin Ueli, who was, you know, dealing with injuries last year. Wade Graham as well. They really just have so many minutes in this pack and so much quality. Um, Outside of losing Nico Hines, they're really... You know, they've got guys in positions that can cover Conor Tracy, Braden Trindle, and and Lockie Miller not even making the 17. Um, Ryan, I actually don't know if there is a weakness in this Sharks team. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on the Sharks?
2: Yeah, I originally had them fairly low. I had them seventh in my original ladder prediction, but I kind of feel like I should be pushing them up a little bit after, you know, sitting on it for a little bit Um, because you you do make an excellent point. Like, there's not too many teams that are returning um, the same 17 they had last year. and Obviously, you know, they were quite good. They got a little bit of a favourable bounce in terms of, um, you know, schedule, but, you know, you you play who you play. Um, But at the same time, you know, they, they don't, really have many origin players either. So, like, they're, they're not going to be too disrupted by by that period. And I think that's where they're really going to make gains um, during the regular season at least.
0: Yeah. No, they're definitely a quality side. And, I mean, you know, adding Oregon Confuci, he who has been quite good. Like, honestly, I was just going through, you know, touching on fantasy without going into it. I was going through doing projections. I was like, there's literally no players to buy here because this team is identical to last year. So... Mm. Um, Rob, anything to add to the Sharkies? I mean, they're, they're sort of as per program, aren't they?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point you raise, Ryan, and it's possibly something to flag for Fantasy, not that we're talking about it. But it's just really good having a consistent pack without people leaving, um, going off and, and doing Origin and things. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good point. I think I put them fourth, which is the order that, we're, <laughs> that we've we put them in. But um wouldn't be surprised if they get top two. Um, it's a good-looking squad.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, they do have a really nice early schedule as well, fifth best schedule. So, I mean, that's always really helpful as well. Um, moving on to the second last of our top, top-tier top teams, um, the mighty Cowboys Juggernaut Boys. Now, last year, favoured Wooden Spooners, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, I have them second, and I think I'm the highest, although I don't think that that's ridiculous. Um, you know, everybody else has got to, got him in the sixth, uh, fifth, sixth, fourth sort of range. Um, Rob, Cowboys lose Tom Gilbert. Um, other than that, add James Tamu and, and look fairly similar on paper to last year. Unfortunately, we've got a problem here with um, uh, when they let go of Gilbert, luki's uh, Lukey's not going to be ready. And then Luciano Le Lua uh, being an idiot. Uh, we, we find ourselves with a little bit of a question mark in the left edge back row. But outside of that, Cowboys looking as per program from last year. What are your thoughts on them? Is there any room to improve or you think maybe things are going to catch up to them? Well,
1: how good were they this year? Just looking through all the blokes that they had that just had career seasons or certainly the best seasons they've had in a while. People like yep. Chad, um, Dearden was just you know incredible. Drink water. Oh, made um, the
0: Origin playing Origin. Yeah, mm. I think
1: yeah. Cotter Cotter got hurt, and that was a that was a big loss for them. I yep. think in that really key part of the season. So yeah, man, that's it's just a good team. I think they're just they're going to do great things again. Tom um, was a good get actually. Like obviously, just a just a bit of a journeyman at this. Stage, but good leadership off Ultra. the bench. Um, yeah, that's Ultra. right. Yeah, good for the young Fords.
0: Yeah. Now, Ryan, any any additional thoughts to that?
2: No, just um, look like obviously we know Todd Payton, excellent coach, um, and it, it certainly wouldn't shock me to see them in the top two. Um, where you've got the Mark, I, I think the reason I put them fifth was mainly just because a lot of stuff went right for them last year. You know, like they didn't really suffer too many injuries. Um, they got a lot of wins you know, typically you wouldn't normally get, like the Tigers win, the Manly win. Um, yeah. So I just think a lot went right for them last year, so I could see a little bit of regression, but uh, they're still going to be up there, you know. I think st- they've got a great team, a great coach. You know, you're hard to bet against that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy. Like, I'm I'm fine with them being, like, fifth in our um, consensus. Like, I'm okay with that. I don't... You know, it's the Cowboys. We've never, you know, they're not a juggernaut team. They're a team that wins with guts, and if they're not playing with guts, they suck. So, I hope it doesn't go to their head. The performance from last year, and I really want to see them keep turning up. Um, you know, it, it, it is a very real possibility we might see Jack Kachewski on the edge in round one, which is a, a big concern. Uh, but That's great. I mean, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Um, The last of our top tier, you know, top six, uh, which is is a fairly clear top six in our consensus, um, is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, similarly to the Sharks, are pretty much identical to last year um, outside of losing Jackson Paulo, um, which, you know, really doesn't make a huge amount of difference. But other than that, they're basically identical um, you know, you have to think that that extra year of combination is going to be good for the Latrell, Cody Walker, Lachlan Ilias, Damien Cook combo. See Damien Cook signed a new contract today till 2025, which will see him finish out his career. Um, and, I mean, this Rabbitohs team, it feels like the, the glaring weakness here, Ryan, is probably just Lachlan Ilias um, needing to take that next step.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, it's... He did start to play better towards the back end of last season, and I think that's why I can see Souths, you know, stepping up a little bit. Like I've got them what third um, in our no, fourth in our projection. so I think they can be a top four team this year. As long as I, I guess the big question mark is Latrell because you know he's obviously the heart and soul of this team. He does so much. Um, you know, he adds so much X factor, but he just seems to always either have an injury or. At some stage during the season, or you know, he just playing the aggressive nature that he is, that he has, uh, he you know, he ends up getting suspended for a couple of weeks, which can derail the season. Um, he, he'll, I assume he was probably going to be in the Origin team this year as well, so that's another little hurdle they have to come over. But, um, look, I, I think uh, the back half of last year they were excellent. Jason Demetrio had that team peaking perfectly at the right time. Um, so, yeah, I think they can um, be Premiership contenders again this year.
0: Yeah, no, it's just a really strong side on paper. They've got a little bit of depth there. Um, and, I, you know, I'd be interesting to see what they can do. Obviously, they've got some younger sort of, you know, there's a centre and a wing spot. But, I mean, Tass was awesome last year. And then, you know, the combination of Milne, Mansor, whoever was on the wing was, was really good as well. So um, they're a quality side. They're going to be a quality side again this year just to finish out that top six. The hard thing for them is they have the second hardest schedule to start the year. Um, but, I mean, a soft schedule running into the end of the year is not necessarily a bad thing for them either. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, watch this space. Now, boys, uh, moving on to the four teams that we have competing for a top eight spot. Um, there's actually a clear tier break in this tier in terms of our consensus with the top three and then the fourth team. Um which really probably should have been in our earlier episode, but I think that they're definitely better. Like, I mean, this I know it didn't shake out this way in the consensus, but um, I might actually uh, touch on this team first, and so I'm going to jump around a little bit, and that's the Canberra Raiders. So we actually have the Canberra Raiders much closer to Manly and the Tigers than we do to the Eels, Broncos, and Bulldogs. And Rob, I mean... Just to you, Canberra Raiders are another team that look pretty similar to last year, um, only really losing "quote unquote" Josh Hodgson. Um, but I mean, it's a very similar-looking team. Ryan Sutton's gone, but I mean, it's 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 basically the same squad as last year. What are your thoughts on the Canberra Raiders outlook for this year?
1: Yeah, it is looking pretty similar, isn't it? Is it Levi? Levi's the only real gain in that. 30. Yeah,
0: Le- Levi or Wolford will be in the nine spot with with Starling coming on.
1: Yeah, um, and so, I mean, that's Savage was really, pretty yeah. much playing right instead of Chance at the back, and he was he yeah. was great. So, yeah, I don't know. They just don't really inspire me that much confidence. Tapene is incredible, right. um, but for, and Fogarty maybe a full season of him might be a bit better. Whiten's good, but just it's just screams inconsistency to me again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, that I think that's why they kind of ended up in the Tigers' manly yeah. tier, um, in our projections because there's just some other teams that are really taking some good steps forward, and I, I'm just not sure about. But uh, I mean, looking at this team and looking at the Broncos, I can't see a huge amount of difference between them either, like just on paper, quality wise. So. Really, it's just, it seems to me like the Broncos have a couple of guys in some key positions that are obviously better than the couple of Raiders guys in those same positions. But outside of that, it's its really, you know, it's kind of not that different. So, I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see the Raiders pushing for a top eight spot, but I think out of the four teams in this tier, Ryan, this is the, the team that I have the least confidence in making the eight out of the, the four.
2: Yeah, I think so. With any Ricky Stewart coach teams, it's, you know, usually full of, uh, like Rob said, inconsistency, but also ill discipline. There's usually a lot of ill discipline in, in uh, Ricky Stewart coach teams. And you say there's not much difference between the Raiders and the Broncos. That's probably why I've got them right next to each other <laughs> on, on my ladder <laughs> prediction. I've got the Raiders 10th and the Broncos 11th.
0: Yeah, old uh, intern James has got the Raiders down in 14. That's what's dragged their, their ranking down. Yeah, wow. Well, He's got the Raiders 11th like and Knights.
1: Whoa.
0: It's like a manly seventh, tape. though. So that's a How much in, can we really trust that? Yeah, I reckon he might have just been pulling names out of the hat in turn, James. That's why he's still in intern. He's still, he's still in training. <laughs> All right. Now, guys, we may as well go up the list then while we've started down at the bottom here. Paramatta Eels. The Parramatta Eels, I famously called out as being a. Candidate to miss the eight completely, so naturally they made the grand final. Um, <laughs> realistically, not a great showing. Um, the Cowboys were, and I'm, I'm now just remembering the game that the Cowboys and the Eels played and getting PTSD. Um, the Cowboys were absolutely bleep dog shit in that game. Like, Absolutely dreadful. And they handed the game to the Eels on a silver platter. The Eels did nothing to deserve it at all. They just happened to be the team that didn't stuff it up. And the Cowboys just, oh, mate, Chad Town. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so come into this year, the Eels lose Reed Marnie and Isaiah Papalii, two of their probably top five best players last year. Is that a, a big call, Ryan?
2: No, I don't think so. I think that's... Fairly, fairly close. The, yeah. around Sean around Lane the is money. the I mean, best player. A couple player, of guys so.
0: who really perform well, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses. Sean Lane was monstrous last year. Mm-hmm. How good. Um, they also lose Murata Kore. So, I mean, looking at this team now, backline 1 through 7, eight, ten is identical. The 9s, Josh Hodgson, who, you know, if we get 2016, Josh Hodgson's great, if we get and 18, 19, 20, Josh Hodgson's bad. Um, And, uh, I mean, we're going to get some, one of either, you know, Matt Dory and Jermaine Hotgood or Bryce Cartwright on the edge, which is, you know, a big downgrade from Isaiah Papali'i. I Uh, I mean, that seems to be the big area of concern here, along with the mid-depth where they now end up with a bench that looks like Makatoa, Murchie and Hopgood or some combination of that. Uh, Ryan, that's sort of mm. that's I guess that's the big area of concern for me. What do you think?
2: Um, look, my main area of concern is probably Josh Hodgson. I'm just not too sure how he's going to fit into this team. Like you think about the way the style of Josh Hodgson when he's healthy um, over the Canberra Raiders the last couple of years, he's almost been like a Cam Smith type of player in that he likes to, you know, come out of dummy half and like steer the forwards around, you know, turn it back on the inside. Be, be a little bit more of the, you know that controller of steering the forwards around and, and that's worked well when you when you've got a dominant like a main half of Jack White you know who's just a don't think ball runner um how is that going to work I wonder with Mitchell Moses who is you know that uh that dominant half who demands the ball um I am just I'm just wondering like how that's all going to gel together I, I guess and, and Hodgson obviously coming back of another ACL and another year older yeah I just don't know yeah
0: it's almost like if, if you said, if I said to you, Ryan, pick a team, say say take the Eels and pick the worst hooker you can possibly imagine to put in that team, mm. Josh Hodgson would be the hooker that you would put in there, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think he'd be up or there. Um,
0: would be the other one.
2: Yeah, because yeah, they, they really need a, a Reid-Marty type player who can um, give decent service and dart out a dummy half, you know? Like that's yeah. the type of player they need. Yeah.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. They would have. They honestly might have even been better off signing Danny Levi.
2: Yeah, maybe if he's still got anything in the legs. yeah. <laughs> pretty bad, but That's Hodgson is say it's also... Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, and I mean, if he goes down, the backups, Mitch Rain, which is you know, probably better. Really, I think
1: yeah. Oh, can't Sorry. wait till he's a fantasy buy.
0: Oh man, <laughs> fantasy is so much better when Mitch Rain is relevant.
1: <laughs> a friend of mine have a have a song every time he becomes fantasy relevant. Quick quick fantasy yeah, story so, where we yeah. sing where we sing purple rain. Mitchell Rain to the song tune of Purple Rain.
0: I, I prefer rain's down in Africa if I'm being
1: honest. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Rain.
0: Can you Goes just great. do that again? Just go a little bit longer.
1: Mitchell Rain. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, going to be great.
0: Greens, down in parramatta. songs with Mark, Ryan and real red, regular Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, the forward depth and quality there is, is really concerning me as well. I Honestly, like this, yeah, I, I was a year too early on my Flaming Hot prediction, but this Eels side is going to go dumpster fire real fast this year. Um, and top four hardest schedule um, to start the year. I'm, I'm calling it dumpster fire, wolf. bottom, you know, air, like, you know, pushing, like they're going to be fighting with the Dragons for a ladder position. That's the that's how the Eels season is going to go.
1: Brown and Moses um, are still very good, right. I think. Sorry? But I think Brown and Moses are still very good. and, and oh, often 100%. 100%
0: get, and often get um, so lumped you know, in with or the rest of their terrible players. You can see it now, the the contract shit. um, Yeah, they
1: need to sort that out, don't they?
0: Yep. and then, you know, or it's, you know, early release to the Dolphins for Dylan Brown, Jake Mm -hmm. Arthur takes over in the halves, season's gone. You know, yeah, I can see it coming a mile away. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think I called that last year. I actually think I said Mm -hmm. Josh Hodgson early release to the Raiders last year. (laughs) Go back on the tape. If that's what I said, I'm pretty sure it's what I said. Oh, I think you're I right to, yeah I want, I want to go back, but I'm almost certain that's what I said. All right, boys, last two teams, the Bulldogs and the Broncos. The Broncos add Reese Walsh. Uh, and other than that, identical, which is probably great. Because um, it is a big step up. There's going to be some sort of comp- competition here in the back line. You know, this team one through seventeen. You know, the, or the one through seven at least. You know, Tessie New and Jock Madden, both quality players. It could probably start for a number of other teams. Not in the you know calculations for round one, according to us, with Ezra mam-, mam and Reese Walsh taking the to taking the jerseys. And I mean, Rob. This Broncos team, we expected them to be good last year. I mean, Ryan expected them to be really good last year. Um, Loses Kobe Hetherington, not that much of a big loss, really. I mean, it's maybe it tests their depth more than anything.
1: Yeah, he's out for a while, isn't he? Is it bicep?
0: Yeah, I'd say he'll be like Origin period.
1: Mm. He's just he's a classic benchy, right? It's yeah, I don't know if it's it it will be a loss. Depth is helpful.
0: Yeah, he's I, definitely, I know, I, like, if one of their guys is missing, he's their next starter in the middles. That's I think that's what it is, is it's now... It's TC, Rabadi, Kenan Palacia, and Brendan Piakura as their bench, which is, yeah. you know, it's very light on.
1: Getting pretty thin. I don't know. Who are we comparing them to before? The Raiders. I think hmm. they'll go better than the Raiders. Um, just, I don't know. I think they've just got more interesting guys. Guys that are... Good in their positions. Um, I really like their back five. I don't know about Oates, but I like their back four. <laughs> um, Welsh, I don't know. Uh, It'll be to see how year. it goes.
0: Oates was good last year. Come on.
1: But Farnworth and Stags and Cobo are all pretty good. Um, so, yeah, they'll be fun at least. I don't know. I don't know how many games they'll win, but mm-hmm. I think they'll be good to watch.
2: Yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. I think they'll be fun. Uh, I don't yeah. I I don't know if they'll be good, but I think yeah, they'll definitely be fun. It's it's almost a little bit like the Titans, They're like though when uh, they were scoring forty points a game but conceding thirty, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: leave your is, defense this, at the door.
0: The team. The more I look at the team list, the less confident I am, and the more I want to move down my ladder prediction.
1: Yeah, I lost confidence throughout, like halfway through my sentence. So, <laughs> <laughs> join
2: me. Yeah. Join the, me. Like
0: This Broncos team is like one pain half season-ending injury away from bottom four. Uh, it's a yeah. It's, yeah. big worry, I think. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like comparing them to the Raiders, right? Like, you know, Haas, Flegler, Carrigan versus Papali, Tapani, Tapani and, you know, Harawirunaru or Whitehead. You could make the argument that the Raiders 3 is better than the Broncos 3, but then mm. you look at the bench, Emre Gula, Corey Horsburgh and versus, you know, TC Ribardi and Kenan Palosio. You know, the Raiders have got a bit of depth there as well.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've always had good depth, right, the Raiders. They've always got yeah. some bloke who no one's ever heard of. That Some pom. Yeah, yeah it's always a pom. Yeah. Always eye gouging. I'm pretty
0: sure they've got an English back rower there as well, doesn't, don't they? Not, not Elliot Whitehead, a young one.
2: Oh, yeah, what, What Rushton? Didn't he go back to the UK?
0: Rushton? That was him.
2: I forgot about Rushton. He got I thought he sucked went...
1: into everyone's fantasy teams, eh? I think he went back to the UK. Yeah,
0: right. Okay. Well, yeah, all up, I actually, oh, man, I want to push the Raiders above the Broncos now. Oh, my God. All right. Now, <laughs> ruling uh, them out. I'm calling yeah. it. We, we've stuffed these tiers up. Broncos out, Raiders out, Eels out, Tigers up, Bulldogs up. in the <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Tigers calling it, Mate,
0: West Jesus. Tigers, bottom eight, top to the top eight. They love it. Let's go. Up. All right, last the team, Benji, the Canterbury, Bankstown Bulldogs, add Reid Marnie, <laughs> Viliami Kickow, Ryan Sutton and Franklin Pelé to their 17 starters from what our predicted team is. Also, Luke Thompson back, you know, he ba- barely played last year. He's going to be, you know, fit. They're going to swap out whoever was in their centers last year for one of these young gun rookies, whether it's Alan Modi or the other one. Um, Pangai Jr. training the house down. Um, this Bulldogs team, now that we discuss them, almost feels like, Ryan, they're in their own tier between the top six and the other three in this tier. What do you think? Hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Like, this sort of feels like the year for the Dogs. Like, this is the year they've got to, you know, make something happen and, and really push for the eight. You know, like, they've been they've been making some really good signings and turning this team around from where it was a couple of years ago where they could barely score a point. You know, like, I, I remember what it was like three or four years ago where their entire... Uh, Attack just consisted of giving the ball to a forward and letting the forwards do everything. L- Lachlan Lewis
0: bomb from forty-five meters out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Lachlan Lewis bomb and then James Graham just playing five-eight. Um, <laughs> <And Reece Martin laughs> it was infuriating to watch. watch. Oh, it was. Yeah, and they were scoring like ten points a game at best. Um, and and this the <laughs> <laughs> This this feels like the year they finally got all the pieces in place. So, yeah, they've got the spine. Like Burton's got a year under his belt now as the main man. Uh, I. Yep. They've just really got to make the push to the eight this year, I think.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they've got Andrew Davy and Corey Waddell also in the depth chart that we've got not making the team,
2: mm.
0: which is pretty handy. A good... Oh, man. I really want to see Andrew Davy come back, but that'd mean, you know, him on the edge and then like Pangai off the bench just being a, uh, you know, a menace through the middle of the field. Just this, this Bulldogs team that like the sky is the limit. Like they could be, like I could have. You could talk me into putting the Bulldogs as high as. Um, uh, mm.
2: what's he you could say? definitely
0: <laughs> put them above the Cowboys yes. and the, the Roys.
2: I think the big question is: is Seraldo Is he a, a a Todd Payton or a Seabold?
0: Oh, yeah, mate. that's
2: a good point, actually. Yeah. Or a Trent or a, Barrett, you know, another Panthers bloke.
0: Or a bloody who was that bloke? Garth Brennan.
2: Oh. Jeez. <laughs> There's a name.
0: Random rugby league names you never thought you'd hear again. <laughs> that's its own segment. That's an, That's its own podcast.
2: Don't get Ryan Star today. Eh? Oh, mate, I'll, I'll bust out the rugby league cards from 2002. <laughs> Be here all night.
0: Is um, Do we think Josh Jackson retiring is a good thing?
2: No. No. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's still around around the joint. Like, I think he's still part of the staff. He's so, strength
0: and conditioning coach now.
2: Yeah, because he, he definitely adds a lot in in leadership. Um, but I mean, obviously on the field, he was never one of the most talented players. He was just always one of those guys that just tried his guts out just nonstop. Like, he was one of those guys you'd run through a brick wall for, even though he wasn't the most talented. Or as the as the kids say, he's got that dog in him.
0: Yeah, dog with a W.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, so I, yeah, I mean, I do, I think Jackson from a leadership perspective um, obviously is a loss, but I just think the 70 minutes that Jackson was spending on the field, you know, I think Thompson is probably better positioned to do that job. Max King, you know, Panguy for 80 minutes on the edge with Kikau for 70 minutes on the other edge or vice versa. Like that, that is just the stuff of nightmares for defences uh, with matt burton josh Adokar, even braden burns like mm. playing off of that you know if that if that left edge is looking anything like you know Adokar, burns kick out matt burton like that's just it's almost not fair and you know if you get any sort of shape there from Avarillo or Reed Marnie yeah, and this, th- like, they've got the ability to lay a platform. Ryan Sutton's a guy who's been really good when he got minutes for the last couple of years at the Raiders. I've always thought he's a bit sort of hard done by him and Horsburgh, like, they both needed to leave to get into big minute roles that they deserve. And I mean, Horsburgh is just basically waiting for Whitehead to retire now um, mm. to, to move into that lock spot. But I mean, yeah, Sutton, he's great and he plays with a lot of, like, what intensity? Is that a good word? No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can just tell when he runs the ball, he just really enjoys running a football. That's he's mm. got this look in his eye, like I really want to just run this ball right now. So, and I'm, and I, and I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So, which you need that, and that's the sort of the, the energy there. But I mean, the the big thing is this because this is an inconsistent team. Um, you know, Luke Thompson, Pango, I kick out. Sutton's never been in a role where he's been asked to play consistent big minutes week in week out. That's that's the question mark. And I mean, the bench is Fatala, and Patolo, and and Pele or Davey or Waddell or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, it, it could go, it could unravel. But I mean, I really, 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 really like. That.
2: Yeah, I hope it doesn't unravel.
0: Yeah. me too. All right, boys. Any um, any thoughts? Any you know thoughts on the the recent news? I see. Um, I mean. Uh, Zach Lomax and, and Talitao Moen have gotten to a punch-up at training today, which is, you know, good off-season NRL news type stuff. Angus Crichton's managed to avoid a ban by using preseason season games as, in lieu of actual games. Um, and, I mean, Rob, you brought it up just before we started recording, probably the biggest tragedy in rugby league history. Um, origin hero uh, Brinko Lee, uh, famously the brother of other origin hero Edric Lee, uh, tragically, <laughs> he injured his calf and it's going to be out for a couple of weeks.
1: Massive, massive news out of Dolphins HQ today, mate.
0: Yeah, mate. I, and, you know, the bad, the, the, the thing that's most distressing about that is I just ordered my Branko Lee Dolphins Retro, like, old <laughs> Those retro kits are lovely, eh? Well.
1: I saw um, in our office, tweeting about them.
0: Yeah. No, nah, it, it actually looks all right. I kind of want to get one. I sort of want to be a Dolphins fan.
2: I just so, hate the, uh, the, the
0: Dolphins Mark? The vanilla mate. Coke jersey.
2: Yeah, I hate the vanilla coke jersey.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I wanna To uh, if I wanna like there's three three days of the year that I support teams with Felice Cafusi in them. And I'm uh, <laughs> not sure if I want to an extra year of my life to that. <laughs> um like I just like every time I watch Felice Kafusi play, it just makes me a little bit upset because, like, I just feel like he should be better than he is. And, yeah. and I just, I, like, every time I watch him, I'm like, just, just, just do it. Just do the thing. And I like, can't do it. Like, you know, this team is just, they've got so many, like, brain damaged guys in there. Like, Felice Kafusi, Jeremy Marshall King, and Aiken. Jermaine Asako and Hamaso, like, and, and Cody Nicarima, Anthony Milford. Like, I just, I don't know if I have the emotional stability to actively choose to support a team with guys like that.
2: Mate, the bloke with the brains are sitting on the sideline. That's all you need. He'll, he'll fill their head with uh, everything they know. Run the ball this way.
0: I don't know if even football goat, undisputed number one best coach of all time. Has the ability to teach this group of people how to be likable and not frustrating to watch.
2: You're talking about the bloke who won a premiership with Jamie Soward.
0: Well, I mean, Jamie Soward was a quality. You know, it took it took the future. You know, immortal Nathan Cleary to displace Jamie Soward from his jersey, mate. <laughs> why are you it's laughing? True. No, no, you're not wrong.
2: I'm not wrong.
0: I'm not, I know I'm not wrong. That's why I'm surprised that you're laughing. Because I'm a noted Nathan Cleary lover,
1: of course. Start yes. with him every day. Year. One. Day one.
0: Yeah, mate. Don't. There's no fantasy talk here. No. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, for those that have tuned in long enough, I'm assuming that you are actually interested in fantasy. So, if you're not, you can you can turn off your podcast now. And, and thanks for joining us. But um, boys, just you know, from a, a short note, I had a uh, uh, a short conversation with one of the people involved in running the NRL fantasy game who informs me that the game is going to be open next week. So it's going to be a lot of uh, work um, putting the, you know, the content out and we're just going to try and pace ourselves because we just dumped the website on you with all the information last year. I think we're going to pace it out a little bit this year, Um, but we've done a heap of articles and stuff already behind the scenes uh, regular rob's been been doing stuff like a madman now nah, he's actually got a lot of uh, content building to do this weekend don't you regular rob
1: do i'm I'm lagging behind but i I'm looking forward to it looking forward to summer getting some getting some uh, ideas out there you just need
0: to tell your wife and your newborn that fantasy some things are just more important all right? It's
1: that's the it's the, it's the work mate once that once that's done yeah. <laughs> I'm sorted
0: all right well you know i'll um I will give you a pass on that but I, I fully expect you to set spend like just don't sleep this weekend and just you know get some content done all right because the people they need it they want to see exactly what your thoughts are about Tarek sims
2: yeah we need your uh your mitchell dunn article mate that's, oh, that's
1: a good one yeah give me the <laughs> most niche the
0: most niche guys yeah the mate, all the good ones are gone we're gonna get us no, i don't want i don't
1: want any good ones i only want i only want battlers
0: <laughs> yeah, you only want battlers. All right, you're doing the David feeder article then.
2: Yes, fire right. up.
0: That's it. And Kieran Foran. That's your two Sh- articles.
2: Sh- surely the Sean. Surely the article we get just copy and paste from last year, since oh, he didn't mate. play. We oh. did all the work. We
1: did all the work last year.
2: But he didn't play.
0: All those ones. There was just like Christian Welch's article. I just like was, like just here's a hyperlink to the one I did last year. Yeah,
1: fire that up. <laughs>
0: It's even better now because there's three more old guys gone. If he stays fit, he's good, but he probably won't. Good luck.
2: <laughs> all the best.
0: <laughs> That's it. It's like 17 words of a Christian Welch article with a hyperlink being one of them. <laughs> so no. Nah, in all in all seriousness, now nah, we've got some good stuff there. I've reshared the game theory article that I did last year for everybody to sort of remind them, even though all the player name references are out of date in it now. But I think it, it's good to sort of remind yourself of it um for the love of god please do not post, like as soon as a game opens like make a team and just post it on the page um because we will yeet you <laughs> so just i actually miss saying the word yeet i haven't said the word yeet in like four months
2: oh yeah the yeet list remember that oh good old days <laughs> that's <was> great <laughs> remember when we had trades oh <laughs> uh, how long ago does that sound we're
0: gonna have like two months of unlimited trades it's gonna be awesome
2: So many changes. I'm going to buy Toby Sexton again.
0: Yeah. All right. Boys, just a a quick little snappy one for those that have stayed on for this long. Ryan, I want your question without notice, (laughs) hot take prediction for what changes you think um, the fantasy game is going to make. Mm. Uh, to to this year, like just pre- we have no idea, right? Just a guess. What you think? What the changes you think that they're going to make is is part one, and part two. Which players specifically are they going to have messed with the prices on?
2: Ooh, well, if it seems it seems almost certain that they're going to have to add extra players. I don't think twenty one is going to be enough, or they're going to have to add a, a shit ton of more trades if they're going to keep it at twenty one. Um, so I'm going to say we're going to get more players. Um, they're almost certainly going to mess around how many, with...
0: How many, exactly how many players?
2: I'll say 25 back uh, back in the old days, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for those of us who have been playing fantasy long enough to remember the uh, the 25 squad days. Um, and I think, I think like, obviously the, the obvious uh, mess around is Josh Hodgson, but I'm I'm also going to say I reckon they mess around a little bit with Sean Blore. I don't think we get basement you cross,
0: Or you don't think they're going to do Josh Schuster?
2: I think, I think yeah, Shuster, yeah. I think they'll do Schuster, too. I think he'll be like 400K or 350, something like
0: that. Yeah. All right. Mm.
1: Rob, what are you, mate? Was it Braille they did that last year with?
2: Like Brayley. Two, two
0: years ago, Brayley.
1: Two years, yeah. That was diabolical. Um, 25 seems out. like a lot. 25 seems like a lot. Um, I'm going 23. Yeah, possibly.
2: Yeah.
0: Nah, I, I, I think Ryan's on the money. I think it's going to be... I think they're gonna do something real weird. Like, oh, so if it's not twenty-five players, so because you Ryan, because you've taken the twenty-five players, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a completely different new concept and just I've because I've had this idea in my mind of how they could do it. Right. If a player's on a buy, you can do a one week rental where it's not a trade, but you like swap that player out. And get another player just for a week, like as a loan player.
2: Ooh, interesting!
0: Like a like it's the like NRL a, loan concept or whatever. A free
2: hits and fantasy fringer
0: league, to or cheaper than the salary cap value of the player that's on the buy that you're swapping out. That, that seems way too
1: complicated for fail hub mechanics. But, it, but like
0: it's it, you know it's a good it, idea, the, and this is this is the reason why I think they might implement it is because. They've made a move they made a deliberate move last year to try and make the game in the scoring and the squad sizes and whatever more similar to regular NRL in terms of the way that they weighted certain things with points. So they decreased Mm. the kick beaters, increased offloads to hand as opposed to offloads to 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 ground and you know, de weighted the, the 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 massively overpowered tackle bus stat. I think that they might do a loan, like, a loan system, like, feature where, you, like, you might get a certain amount, like, you might get five per year or what for the year or whatever, where instead of giving you extra trades, they give you, like, five one-week, like, loans that you can do.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. That's my thought. I actually almost went to the point of sending them an email to suggest it and then didn't. So... <laughs>
1: That email wouldn't get to where it needs to go anyway, mate. Like, so no, mate,
0: it would just land with, into the wind, it, mate. It would it would just land with the guy on the NRL fantasy page who said that he was starting with both Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines this year. Oh yeah. Um, that it'll land with him, and it'd stop there.
1: Yeah. It's lost <laughs> with my
2: DoorDash vouchers, mate. Just yeah. oh, send mate. send uh, your emails straight to PVL, mate.
0: If you if you want if you if you've got a sleeper account I'll give you his sleeper username and you can send your DoorDash complaints to him on on, on NFL fantasy sleeper <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a wild assumption that he doesn't listen to 55 minutes of our podcast otherwise I'm gonna be in trouble but um, <laughs> boys any any closing thoughts this year what what day specifically what day do we think it's gonna open
2: Ooh. Um, I'm going to say just uh, obviously you know they 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 they're getting out of there before uh, before the 23rd you know like these fantasy blokes they they you know, they love a, a long weekend so I'm going to say I'm going to say the 21st and then they're going to you know fix any bugs on the 22nd and then they're off on holidays on the 23rd that's what I'm going to say Wednesday yep. the 21st
0: they're going to do a uh, a banker's lunch and leave at 12 o'clock on the 23rd
2: yeah absolutely
0: Rob thoughts.
1: I think the 23rd but I I think you're I think it's optimistic to suggest that they'll fix any bugs before the end of the year <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's why they're only lo- launching the browser version so there's going to be It'll no be a, there's yeah. no apps is only the browser version.
1: Do you remember open. how diabolical it was last time where like everyone got in and then like, it wasn't, we weren't sure if you were allowed to get in. And then they sent us all those emails saying like, if you got in early, you're not eligible for prizes and stuff. Like,
0: oh, it was yeah. mad, right? Yeah. Perfect. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no. Nah, yeah, cause Supercoach is open. I, I, half of me thinks that it's gonna open on Monday.
2: Ooh, okay, I hope so. But, That'd be great. The
0: 19th was the day that it opened last year. Yep. And Monday's the 19th. Mm. So see how we go. But um, yeah, boys, I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Obviously, we will start on our team list series podcasts, I'm guessing, after Christmas. Uh, We probably want to see a little bit of, you know, pre-season news and whatever. And we do have an early season start this year. And I think there's some sort of random tournament happening in the preseason as well, rather than pre-season games
2: the Yeah, that's the oh, yeah, okay. pre
0: season challenge. Um, right. So that's the 9th of February that starts. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, early, no, early that'll start. Be, that'll, that'll be quick. That'll be, yeah, we're straight in. Well, the first TLT is in February.
2: And then we got uh, the All Stars on the 11th of February, too. Jeez.
0: Yeah, no big stuff. It's gonna be, it's gonna be all happening. So I reckon probably in the month of January, I would suggest we're probably gonna to need to launch all sixteen of those podcasts. Seventeen. Yes. Of those podcasts, I'm guessing.
2: So- no sleep. Let's just do it. Yeah. Can't now. All right.
0: Well, um, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, thank you very much for joining in for the non fantasy, but then actually was a, a decent amount of fantasy podcast. Um, we hope you have an awesome. Holiday period, whether you sp- celebrate Christmas or you just in it to get drunk and have some days off work. <laughs> we'll uh, see ya in two thousand and twenty-three.
2: Love you guys.